Vader. This is your last chance. Battle me or die. Darth Vader. Metal host, Mr. Frank. And I am Professor Jeffrey. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Professor Jeffrey. Let me calm down a little bit. How are you this episode? I'm fucking fired up, bro. Why are you fired up? I don't know, but I am. I guess it's a little overkill in my brain. <laughs> well, you could be possibly fired up because we got strange one tonight. The strange? The strangest of them all. Calvin Strange. Calvin Klein Strange? <laughs> Return to the show. <laughs> the Mr. Kevin Strange. Oh, right. You know, you got to give it to him. Oh, Nothing yeah. like a piece of strange. He, a little strange of this, a little strange of that. He's strange. Everybody remembers a classic episode. Strange House came on. Him and Don Noble talked Beer Run of the Dead. Awesome book. Like, still, yeah. still one of my favorite books ever. This is a legendary book review on this on this podcast and a legendary interview. It's always fun to have uh, the strange one on. Yes, it is. We're coming back nearly a year later. It's been 10 months. Has it been that long? We could have had a baby in that time? And and then burped it and shit. Yeah, man. Yeah. Awesome. So we could have birthed and burped in that time. Bitch and cool, bitch and cool. We're, we're going to check in. We're going to see how Strange House has grown or shrunk. Or moved sideways. Sideways. Now, the unfortunate... See if they sold out. They might have. They might have. They might be doing like... John Grisham book now. They might be. They might legal, be doing legal thrillers. They might be doing romantic comedy. Romantic comedies. Yeah, you might. You might have the next Meg Ryan movie screenplay right. coming out of this. You've got snail. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Sleep, <laughs> sleepless with Obama apocalypse. <laughs> Sex styles of Obama. <laughs> Obama met vomit. The Valley of the Obamas. <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> All those things might have happened, <laughs> or none of them might have happened. Let's find out. Let's find out. Now, what we did is normally it's you and I interviewing. We, but Mr. Strange works the oddest hours I've ever known a person to work. And I actually had to wake up at like... Are you going to break the fourth wall? <laughs> I have to break the fourth wall. So uh, I had a, I had to interview him myself at like 3 o'clock in the morning right before I woke up for work. You know, I woke up a little extra early and uh, spit this interview out because we've been promising Mr. Strange and his... Strange Strangeness? House. <laughs> The house, the strange house. The house he lives in is strange. It's a strange place <laughs> yes. up on the hill. Kevin Strange calling me from a strange house on a strange phone. <laughs> on a strange head. Good night, Strange. <laughs> Good night, Strange House. Good night, Strange Book. Good night. He, he writes. This is how he writes. He writes. One fish, two fish. Eat fish, then poop shit. Fish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something like that. We'll warn our, our constant listeners. There's no Jeff in this interview. I feel I feel so robbed. I know. You were sleeping. I was sleeping. <laughs> Without further ado, Mr. Kevin Strange. Mr. Kevin Strange, welcome back. Hey! Welcome back to Books, Beer, and Bullshit. <laughs> it's been nearly a year. You told me that the other day, dude. That's fucking weird. It's weird how time fucking just flies, man. It it's is, yeah. Scary. You have been, you were on, you and your buddy, ex-buddy, I don't know what's going on with that. We'll talk about it. It's December. Yeah, getting right into it, huh? Going right to work. December 2012, <laughs> the Strange House Books was last year. We're coming into October. It's October 2013. Kevin Strange, what happened with you and D.F. Noble? Holy crap, 10 months. <laughs> 10 months and so much has changed. It's 10 months, dude. It's been a long, like, a, it's been an eventful 10 months, right? It's it a long it 10 has months been. Eventful. There's so much stuff that nobody knows about on the on the books, off the books. Where do we start, Kevin Strange? Where do we start? I don't guess January 2013. January 2013. You promised us. I remember this from our last podcast. You said in the next year, if we publish eight books, it'll be the minimum. Are we gonna Are we gonna hit eight books by the end of the year? I mean, if they quit getting pulled out of my catalog, we might. <laughs> <laughs> Did I publish eight books? Yes. Are there eight books available in 2013? I don't even know anymore. We've been, it's this been a, it's business, been, Frank. This business is fucking killing me. That is the key word. It is a business. That is the key word, right? And I'm a book writer. That's Those right. Those two things don't always match up. Art and business, no matter if it's words or songs, they never work Fuck out. The oil they? and water, dog. All right, fair enough. Our fall release schedule is Dinner at the Vomitropolis, yeah. Jesse Wheeler's. Dinner of the Vomitropolis, Kent Hill's Alien Smut Pedalist in the Future, and uh, Kevin Sweeney's Damnation 101. That's, that's eight. That's eight we right still there. Have a, uh, we still have a, a Christmas anthology. It's, a little, it's under the radar. Most, yeah. most people are expecting So it. we've hit eight. Fucking, we've hit eight, book. as yeah, promised. Yeah, yeah. We might have lost yeah, a few for, along the way. <laughs> we may have lost a few along the way, but we fucking put out eight books. So. <laughs> there you go, man. There it yeah. is. There's, uh, I, I met my goal. I put out some books. Uh, okay. Some of them you can still buy. <laughs> some you can't. <laughs> All right, Kevin Strange, can we talk about Yo, this? Can we talk about we, the downs? Can we talk about the downs before we get to the highs? Whatever you want to talk about, brother, you bring them up. All I'm, right. drinking, I'm sipping some water, and I'm, uh, I'm sitting All in right. my room. We were all hyped on Books, Beer, and Bullshit, the Don Noble, the, the, mm-hmm. the, the, the beer run of the dead. Right. 
And in 2013... Oh, yeah. that's, what, that's what led us to book, beer, and bullshit, right? That's what opened the doors. That's what we were talking about early on, man. We were both, yeah. we were both newbies. Both newbies. Right. So to, to 2013, fast forward, it yeah. doesn't all work out. Nothing ever works out, right? So Don Noble and Strange House Books part ways. We lose Cannibal Fat Camp, a book that right. we... First, first up. Yeah, we, we reviewed it on, uh, on Books, Beer, and Bullshit. Right. I'm not going to tell you it was the most stellar review we ever gave on this podcast, but yeah. we enjoyed it well enough. I guess I guess this, this, we're going to talk about the biz, right? Not everybody's on the same page, right? Is that what goes on here? There's egos involved in businesses like this. Yeah. Um, sometimes you just don't see eye to eye with people, Frank. And I, as the owner of this company, I don't claim to know what I'm doing, and I don't bring contracts to the table to sign authors with any kind of declaration that I know what I'm doing. I say, I have a thing. You want to be a part of the thing. You obviously submitted this material to me. Here's the best I can do for you, and we will learn whether we're doing it right together. Okay? That's what I bring to the table. Fantastic. And a lot of guys don't like that. A lot of guys want their shit cut and dry. They want it done a certain way. And they want me to do it. They come to the table and say, here's my book. Do this for me. And if I can't do that, if I can't provide what they're looking for, I let them go. Plain and simple. I don't care about contracts. I'm, a, I'm an honest dude. And if you aren't happy with what I'm doing for you, I rip up the contract and let you go on about your way and find somebody who will. You know what I mean? I can't do any better than that. That's the best I can do. I will not argue with you, Mr. Kevin Strange. Let's go fast forward a little bit, and uh-huh. we part ways with a business partner, Don this Noble. This sounds like shit. You're like, it's like, well, what are the, let's talk about the shit that sucks this year. <laughs> no, I want to, I, you know what Listen, I want to do? I want to, we just want to clear the air. We want to get everything straight, and we're not going to, we're not pointing, we're not trying to point fingers on books, beer, and bullshit. This is, uh, you know what I'm saying? It's a it's a thing. Strange House Books, Strange House Books has a mind of its own. It's a it's an animal that exists on its own. I gave birth to it, but it does its own fucking thing. And uh, there's a lot of other publishing houses out there. They do things their own way. A lot of them do things exactly the same as each other. And when a guy like me comes along and and uh, rocks the boat a little bit, it causes some turmoil. And there's growing pains involved. And one of the growing pains, like I like we we just talked about, is if I if I sign you and you aren't happy with what I'm doing for you. Um, I am very, very easy, you know, very understanding. I'm sorry I couldn't do uh, what you need me to do. Contracts are null and void if that's what you want, and you can go do what you need to do. And the same thing holds true with anybody that uh, that gets in business with me. You know what I mean? This is not a one-man job. You cannot do a business like this. You cannot run a publishing house that, that publishes, you know, as many books as we do. We don't publish the most, you know, even at small press. Or, we don't, you know, people are publishing upwards of 20 books a year. I think we just established that we're publishing eight this year, and uh, that might not sound like a lot, but it really is. And our, you know, our passion is to write books. And you get, you get into these fucking, uh, you get into these publishing houses, man. You start releasing multiple fucking books a year, and you start having to deal with all these different people involved that are all, you know, tapping their foot, crossing their arms, saying, "Why aren't you promoting my book?" And I, it might sound like I'm complaining. I fucking love this shit. I absolutely love this shit. And I, and I wake up every day, and I'm ready to tackle any challenge that comes along. And I've learned a lot from what happened earlier this year. But one of the, I was saying, it's not a one-man job. You have to have multiple people doing doing this job. But just as a, just in the same vein of uh, 
offer contracts, anybody that's in, part, in a partnership with me, it's the same type of, you know, handshake, verbal agreement. If you don't like what we're doing, if you don't like the direction that we're taking the company and what we're doing, you don't have to be here and you don't have to do it. And unfortunately, what happened with Don, you talked to us late last year and uh, things were going great for us and we were on the same page. And somewhere along the line, as we started to grow bigger and things became more complicated and there became a lot more books and a lot more responsibility at the company, a lot more to the, the tour got bigger. We started a podcast. There were a lot of logistics going on and we just stopped seeing eye to eye. That's where the honest to, the honest to God truth, man, is we just, we both want something different out of this and it took the early success of the company to show us that. And you'll, you know, Don is a, is still a good friend of mine and you're going to see him do awesome stuff in his own right, but it's a lot different than what strange house is doing. I keep telling people that this, this upcoming October offensive, uh, fall release, fall 2013 release schedule is finally, we're finally releasing the books that I want to read. The whole reason that I'm not just an author, the reason that I'm an author and a publisher is because of the guys that we've signed now and the books that we're putting out now. Don Noble's an awesome author, fantastic talent, writes awesome books. They just weren't necessarily the kind of books that I want to publish. I hope we're both successful. I wish him all the best of luck in the world. You get him on your show, and I hope he says the same thing about us. That's the truth of it right there. We latched on to Strange House because of these little, like, quirky things that you weren't seeing in the mainstream and that's the type of things like on this podcast it's it's the soul of this podcast is finding things that you're not gonna get mainstream strange house latched on to something there that was a belief it was a cult thing but it was bigger and it deserved more attention and we just we hug the fucking shit out of you guys, you know what I mean? And that's why yeah, I you know, appreciate that, man. I really, really appreciate that. And that's absolutely. Whenever, whenever I say that, when I say Strange House is its own thing, it really is, and, it, and it, it's fucking awesome to look back at uh, when we first put out that weak little press release that we were <clears throat> gonna um, take submissions for Strange Sex, and uh, that book is still one of our best sellers. It's just you know it, it came together somehow. It came together and it worked, and people enjoy it. People love the stories in that book. They love the, the art. They love what we've done with it today, putting out the press release for uh, uh, Strange Fucking Stories, which comes out in January. The kind of fiction that's being submitted to us now, it's like nobody knew what Strange House was going to be a year ago. Only a year later, people understand what this thing is. And really, people have shaped, authors have shaped what this thing has become. And, uh, you know, I've, I've tried to guide it as best I can, but you can't guide somebody like Jesse Wheeler or Kent Hill. These guys are fucking weird. If you read my introduction to Kent Hill's uh, Alien Subtitles, I talk about how we're all fucking crazy, and the only thing that keeps us from going on psychotic rampages or fucking hanging ourselves is this fiction that we write and, and are able to put out into people's hands and, and just kind of throw it out there and say, do you understand how fucked up I am? And whenever people say, yes, I do, and I'm fucked up too, it keeps us from going completely nuts and doing some, you know, doing stupid shit or doing harmful shit or negative shit. These authors have, have really shaped what that has become. That you, you contributed to Strange vs. Lovecraft as one of the most disgusting tales. I would say the most disgusting tale in the whole fucking book, man. And that's the kind of stuff that shapes the personality of this fucking publishing house. It's the, it's the collective personality of the books and their fucking catalog. And uh, just watching it grow and watching it turn into the weird fucking monster that it's become, dude, it's just, it's 
fucking awe inspiring. I sit back every day and I just feel fucking so grateful to be to be here watching it. If I left the company and I fucking you know I sold my shares to the two other guys that helped me run this company right now, it's not going anywhere. It exists. I may have given birth to it, dude, but this is its own fucking thing. And uh, and I I fucking you know it's just it's an honor to be able to fucking say that I that I did that. Fantastic. I want to talk about the October offensive. That's where Strange House Books is headed. <laughs> well, it's October twenty eighth. October offensive starts on October first, and it starts with Jesse Wheeler's dinner at the Vomitropolis. And oh this is God, a fucking Jesse. crazy dude. He started from scratch and wrote a whole fucking book for me, and uh, it's a gross out fucking uh, super. Hard, you know, it's, it's kind of an amalgamation of hardcore horror and bizarro. It's weird, and there's mutants, and there's puke, and there's fucking fly-headed aliens and just weird shit, but it really is grounded in in this reality somehow. And it's our first release, comes out October 1st, and it's, I'm, as you can tell, I'm really fucking stoked about it. And uh, you can listen to Mass Digestion, his uh, story reading on our podcast, Reading the Monsters, at our website, strangehousebooks.com. You know, I, I actually have a fucking really weird story. I, I actually had, uh, I've never told anybody this, so it's, you know, the best place to do it would be in the public eye, right? Yeah. I had a guy try to, I had a guy try to pirate me fucking uh, Dead Eye books once. I fucking went off on him. I was like, I was like, do you realize the difference between being able to pay rent and not at their office is selling books, dude? If I want those books, I'll fucking buy them, dude. Jeff and I get tons of reviewer copies, but we were in, never pass them out. Even amongst our closest friends, we we just don't pass out or. You know, it's yeah. for our consumption only. And we understand, we appreciate more than anybody. If you hand me a book for 10 bucks, it, it really is 10 bucks out of your pocket, five bucks out of your pocket, whatnot. It, you know, it's money right. out of your pocket, and you're you're looking for the review, you know? Here, and here's the, the shitty thing about, for, for me, for Strange House, yeah. is you can get that book for free. If you just wait a little bit, you'll get that book for free. Right. The reason that we do that, the reason that we do that is because that, that, um, that book still gets plugs into the algorithm. And if you're taking the book for free from, from Amazon.com, you're getting put... It tells you, like, whenever you borrow a book from us, yeah. you borrow a book for free, you get a, a month later, they send you a fucking email yeah. that's got our whole catalog. If you yeah. like that book that you got for free, you might like to pay for all this shit. That's fucking awesome, dude. You get the recommendations. What's up with the what's up with the the fucking Jersey Shore burning down again? Did you did you guys lose anything? Where, in the fire? Uh, you I, know I what? assume you live right there. On the, that's free money, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Some people call it Jewish lightning. Some people call it aftermath of Hurricane Sandy. It is. It is. Is there anything left down there? Is there? Is it you know what? what? That that whole fire that you heard about. That was yeah. roughly twenty five percent of that board. That's I. I understand. That's the Jersey Shore MTV boardwalk and all that junk. That was only a quarter of that boardwalk. That's a huge giant thing down there. So, uh, okay, so it was just if they yeah, it, it, they could cry all they want, and they oh, they made it sound like the whole fucking shore burned down, dude. Oh, Of course they could. And we also have yeah. it's it's getting huge, and I can't I can't pimp it to you enough. The zombie walk, it's the largest in the country. Kevin Strange, I know that's you right. Hate zombies. That's right. You invited me. Yeah, you invited me there. I know you hate zombies. Think, but, yeah, it's just a fucking drive, man. It's a, it's a fourteen hour drive for us, dude. That's I fucking that's killer on you. If you go out there and, and fucking like we went to Lexington this last weekend and our dicks got kicked in the dirt. Some shows like the Horror Hound show I told you about with Jesse, we're like fucking rock stars, dude. We're the fucking kings of our aisle. We have all of our fucking 
the vendor vendors around us are coming over taking pictures with us, buying our books by the third day. They're like, who the fuck are these assholes? Selling all these books and partying over here. We got a fucking radio. We're fucking blasting heavy metal, getting drunk on vodka, hanging out with hot chicks. And by the end of the weekend, people are like, what the fuck is this? They're just little books over there. And then some shows, like Lexington this last weekend, we go and just get our fucking dicks kicked in the mud, dude. People won't even come over. To the Ew, you're selling books? I mean, part of the reason why we've talked to you is because we noticed, like, you did, you guys were doing so well with, with the convention circuit. I guess it sometimes, really does hurt. When sometimes you... we get punched in the balls. Is it? I mean... <laughs> it just depends on the market. It depends on the weekend, dude. It depends on what kind of crowd it draws. But uh, we can do really well out there. We can hang with the best of them, dude, which I... is cool because you got people out there that are just selling, that are selling fucking, you know, like Freddy Krueger T-shirts and shit. We're competing with that, man. People are spending their money on our, our art that's, completely original and independent and has nothing to do with the, the millions of dollars that are put into those fucking movies from the 80s. And people are spending money with us instead of them, dude. That fucking, it's crazy. Yeah, that's awesome. I never even got into the rest of the fucking October offensive, man. Yeah, we talked about Jesse Wheeler. I mean, Jesse Wheeler's the guy, <laughs> right? Is he the guy we're hanging we're hanging the strange house hat on right at the moment? He's the, I would say he's the MVP of the year. Yeah, the the artist MVP. You got to give it up to Jeremy Daniels. He's my business manager. Yeah. He and uh, he and our editor Sean Ferrari came on board officially uh, about six months ago, and they have just. I mean, they fucking run the show, dude. They run the fucking show. Bringing Jeremy and Sean in really changed the complexion of the company. And the guys that we have signed now aren't going anywhere. Uh, we've signed them to really cool contracts that are really fair. They, everybody likes it. Everybody understands what they're walking into before they sign with us. And it's all thanks to Jeremy and Sean and how well they communicate with our fucking with our authors. Jesse Wheeler on the fucking on the flip side, dude, on the on the author like the artist front. That dude has done so many book covers for us, and he's done such a fucking good job uh, putting get, you know promoting his book and shit. He's definitely the fucking author MVP. Of the year, no question. Despite whatever bumps there are in the road, we books, beer, and bullshit believes in the vision of Strange House Books, and we will Thanks, buddy. we will pimp the shit out of Strange House Books because we believe in what you're doing. You know, I appreciate it, man. By hook just by getting crook. started, brother. So, Mister Kevin Strange, yeah, coming out. We got our October offensive. Ken Hill's alien peddlers from the future. Kevin Sweeney's Damnation One Hundred One. We got a bizarro western. We got a gross out hardcore horror book, and we've got a uh, a uh, European the European take on Bizarro. We've got a British, a distinctly British take on uh, Bizarro with Kevin Sweeney's uh, Damnation One Hundred One, which is extremely offensive hardcore horror and uh, very Bizarro as well. We're looking forward to that. Could we say it's like a fucked up Harry Potter? It's actually the Breakfast Club. Well. He actually quotes at the beginning of the book that he hates Harry Potter, the Harry Potter books, and, and Damnation 101 is a uh, is a response to that. But it's actually a parody of The Breakfast Club. It's okay. about uh, it's about a fallen angel, a demon, an imp, and a human damned soul that all end up in detention together. Fuck and they yeah. tell their various stories about how they got there. In Shermer, Illinois, I'm all in. Is Judd Nelson there? <laughs> We're gonna go. There. I guess I don't know. They're in hell. I don't know if that's is, close is somebody to somebody gonna uh, eat out Molly Ringwald. <laughs> Don't know. Yeah, screw's, don't fall out. So. screw's gonna fall out. Somebody's gonna eat out Molly Ringwald, and Judd Nelson yeah. in the end is just gonna fucking pump his fist in the air. Kevin Strange, we have enjoyed having you back on the podcast. Hey man, it's been a, it's been a, it's been an epic. This has been an epic conversation. I don't know how much of it will actually air, but when we do this again, uh, another year from It'll now, another, uh, yeah. hopefully we have a, hopefully we start with a with a with a better. There's a better intro. It was kind of a sad 
sad beginning, but I think we finished strong. Yeah, it's okay. Dawning of a new era. We can only hope that it continues to grow. Well, I can tell you this. We've got a fucking cool lineup for 2014. We're going to go back out on the road and do another summer tour next year. The books that we have, uh, we've already got our quarter one and quarter two 2014 releases um, set. I'm personally going to spend the, the winter uh, the winter months, the long, dark months, writing. I'm going to try to write four books over the winter and, and have my release schedule for 2014, a, a book every quarter, already done. And we're going to spend the uh, winter um, recording audiobooks for just about everything. So uh, all the current catalog, we should have the books on audible.com, and we will also be playing them on the Reading to Monsters podcast, available on iTunes and Stitcher and uh, strangehousebooks.com. That is the most important shit. And we let you go. We let you. You know what? Had my had my partner been here for this interview, we would not have let you go on the juggalo tip. <laughs> we have. That's actually an inside joke for Jesse. We have. There, no, there is no. Uh, we have. No oh, there's a whole discussion, Mister Kevin Strange, about your involvement <laughs> with juggalos. You're coming back, and we're going to have that discussion. And we're going to talk about juggalos. We're going to talk about juggalos and Mister Kevin Strange. Well, I'm not. Rep- I'm not representative of the typical juggalo. I, have I don't all my know. Teeth. If there's no other reason to have you on this podcast in the future, it's that we got to talk about Juggalos, Mr. Kevin Strange. We can do so. Dude, that was the greatest interview we ever did, man. That was great. I loved it, man. That was awesome. I thought my second question was bitching. I thought it was way better than the first one. <laughs> I cut all your questions out. If, if only, only I was there. That may have been, though, the most revealing interview next to Armand Rosamilia's discussion of Eddie Money. Really dished out the dirt on the Don Noble, the big split. I think maybe we need Oprah to get in here and sort it all out. Uh, you know what I think we should get them, two guys? What we should do? Two tickets to paradise! <laughs> Let them work it out on the beach. <laughs> Let them work it out on the beach. <laughs> but that's it, man. Kevin Strange, yeah. I mean, we he's promoting the October offensive. It's the end of October. It might even be November by the time you hear this. But either way, they got three brand new books out. I read one of them. Dinner yeah. at the Vomitropolis. That one was... Onwards and upwards, sir. Moving right along? Yeah. Comes next after the interview that I didn't partake in. Oh! It would be the beer tasting. <laughs> Should I check out for this one and let you do it on your own? Even things up? <laughs> no, I, I think it'd be all good. Yeah. Because, you know, I need something to amuse me. Okay. <laughs> I'll let you bullshit on your own. How's that? All right, thank you. Okay, you're welcome. Beer time, bitches. Well, Frank, since it's October, what does that mean? It's not September. And it's Oktoberfest. Yeah, it is Oktoberfest. It's Oktoberfest on books, beer, and bullshit. Woohoo! <laughs> so, in honor of that, we are going to have some spatting Oktoberfest beer. So that means it's time to scream in <laughs> German. Rosina Vagina. Sonne Gliebechwurm. Rosina Vagina. Sonne Gliebechwurm. Rosina Vagina. Sonne Gliebechwurm. So you might ask yourself, Sell. on a podcast such as ours, why are they drinking Oktoberfest Spaten? Because it's October. No. <laughs> no. It's last year's oh, Oktoberfest oh, beer. Oh, we had a books beer and bullshitted up, didn't we? <laughs> we did. We did. We waited all year just for this episode. We've aged a beer, finally. Yes. This has been, in full disclosure, this has been down in my beer refrigerator. Uh-huh. Which doesn't get open and shut like the right. normal refrigerator. Right. And it's been sitting there since my last Oktoberfest party. Wow. Now, was that pre-Hurricane Sandy or post-Hurricane Sandy? Oh, it's pre-Hurricane Sandy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> this went unrefrigerated for about a week and a half. 
No, no. Five days. Five days. In your refrigerator that never opened. Okay. The whole time. All right. And may got we may have something a little special going on. We may have something a little bit special. <laughs> now these are green bottles, right? Yes, they are green bottles. But the beer itself is looking quite brown this evening. <laughs> right through the green. Well, this is a test. Okay. This is a test of saying What's the worst that could happen? We get a fantastic podcast. <laughs> <laughs> can you actually hold on to beer for over a year right. and still be drinkable? Yeah. It's I'm a little a, scared. I'm worried. I can see like the very top of the bottle where there is no beer, yes, it's green like a Heineken bottle. Right. But where there is beer, and it should still be green like a Heineken bottle, it is definitely brown. It is browner. Well, yeah, you know, you wipe the condensation off and you can see, you know, brown. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's even browner now that we've wiped <laughs> the condensation. It's even browner. <laughs> Less prismatic effect. Do we have uh, something to pour this into there? Yeah, Sam? and we also have something to open it up with, don't we? We uh, We do. <laughs> the shakuli. <laughs> <laughs> the bottle wrench. The bottle wrench. <laughs> Look Point. at that. Look at that. Once again, testing it out. Putting it to the test. What What can you say? Over a year of podcasting. I know. Uh, look, we've opened everything. No, we haven't opened year-old beer. No. This is a first for the bottle Man, wrench. It, it might have rusted on the caps. It, it could have. And then, you know, no WD. We're going to do this without a net. No WD-40. No. Straight in there. Straight is the bottle right. Yes. Come on. Give it hell. Oh, no challenge. No rust either. That's a good sign. If you want to open up rusty old beer for 15% off, go to bottlewrench.com. Enter promo code BBBS show and get 15% off your own bottle wrench. We've done the math for you several times over. That bit is old. Just go there and get yourself a bottle wrench. How do you not have one? It does everything. Oh, man. I smell it from here. Oh, there's no, no need for a signature sniff. <laughs> Yes, there is. <laughs> the <laughs> sniff has been signature. <laughs> Every reason to get your nose up on it. Just I don't remember. You can smell it for 10 feet away. I don't remember how this stuff smelled when it was fresh. <laughs> I actually enjoyed the Spot Knocktoberfest. I did fresh. too, as I recall. Yes. Wow. Not as good as this. Oh, geez, I'm getting something too. <laughs> Hang on a second. You I don't want, understand. Do you it's... want a glass? You want a nice glass to pour this into get a real good look at it? Yeah, I think we should investigate a little further. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, an Erlenmeyer flask. <laughs> Since we're going to be doing some science experiments. Get a beaker. We have glasses. We I, have I need, old beer. I need you to give us a signature sniff. Hold on. I got to do the pour. Let me let me give you some pouring music while we're... Oh, yeah. A little pouring music would pour be music? apropos. A little mood. So, a little... Here it goes. A little pour. Postmodern German music. Now, well, it we comes still have out, a, a frothy head. Yeah. And it comes out brown, but it should come out brown, right? You know, it really does smell skunk. It's just sort of, as I'm pouring here, I'm looking at orange. Yeah, I mean, this orange, was a... But you should get sort of an orange. You should get that. I mean, the fizz is still there. Fizz is still there. I, I don't think... The color's on par with, like, a Sam Adams Oktoberfest, right? Yeah, everything looks right. It just smells. Yeah? Uh, All right, let me give it. You're saying it's off. smells off. Yeah, I wish I could remember. I wish I could remember. It is a little off. It smells off. A little off, yeah. Well, everything else is their own. What's the worst? How's your medical insurance coverage? Excellent. Uh, then let's go. I work for the government, damn it. 
They're shut down now. They might not cover again. Right. I'm, I'm saying that's off. That's, I'm, I'm saying skunked. I'm saying you don't hold on to it's, beer for a year. It's, <laughs> it's skunked, but it's not an atrocious skunking. No, it's a light skunking. It got stink bugged. <laughs> it's just a little stink bug. You, know? uh, you can't hold on to this for a year. No, it, it's something that's meant to be uh, drank fresh from the factory. Yeah, anything on the second? That's skunked out. Yeah, that's skunked not. out. It's, it's no. I'll say this. It. Taste flat for all the fizz I'm seeing. Yeah. Right? Yep. Yeah. I mean, it has, a, you know, it still has a head it's on it. It's fizzing right out. It's got uh, a head on it. Color's nice. Smells a bit off. Tastes a bit off. Yeah. I mean, could you still drink it? Probably. You could drink it. I don't think you're going to get sick. I hope we're just, not going to get sick. It's just the ingredient has not uh, not held up. It just didn't hold up over the course of a year. No, it does not. I would suggest you drink your Oktoberfest when you get it. When you get them, right. And be done with them. They're starting to finish up now. Oh, yeah, because Oktoberfest was really in it's September. Done. So you're going to start seeing your winter lagers now. Yeah, yeah, all that stuff coming out. You're going to want to drink up your Sam Adams and your and your Spottens. Yeah, you want to get you want to get that all out by New Year's. Oh, yeah. By the time the Alpine Springs come out. Yeah, be done with them. I know people who they run out and they buy cases of it, like, so they have it. But I, I find no, no point to that. Do you think it'd be better or worse if they stocked Oktoberfest beers Year round, or as part of the allure of them, like looking forward to that seasonal. I I taste. think uh, I I don't think I'd want it year round. I don't think I'd want that in the springtime. No, I think I want their uh, noble pills or Alpine Spring. Alpine Spring, or you know, it is a tick beer for like the dog days of summer. Yeah, I I don't think I would go for this in uh, any other time of year. Plus, you know what? Things are meant to be looked forward to. Flavor, yeah, that's what I kind of say. Like I know. Come July, August, I do start saying, man, I can't wait for that Sam's October. Like, I'm ready for it, but I think you're right. Like, if it were there 24-7, yeah. it wouldn't be the same. No. It's best to look forward to it. You know, and plus... It's like a McRib. Everybody you know, puts out an October man, present. it just smells like rotten beer down here. It really does. Rotten beer, and there's a new flavor to the dank. Yes, the dank <laughs> has a burnt oil smell. Yeah. <laughs> so, this glass of beer is overpowering the dank. Yes. And the... Remainder of the oil tank. (laughs) All I can say about this is... Don't age your beer. Don't age it. Drink it. It's made to be drunk. It'll be back next year. It's not like they're not going to make it again. No, they'll absolutely be more than happy to make some for you. Yeah, so don't don't hold on to your beer. Drink it. Drink your beer. Drink your beer. Drink your fucking beer. Drink it and enjoy it. You know where you should drink your beer? In the shower. How would I hell how would I do that? You'd use the shakuli. The shakuli. Yeah. How could I forget? It's my constant companion every morning. I know. This is the only reason you wake up in the morning, right? Dude, I use the shakuli so much I had to put a mini fridge in my in my <laughs> bathroom. <laughs> I believe that. But you know. It's like a morning tradition. hmm Sometimes in the evening. Shower beers. Shower beers are good beers. Yeah. You know what? Even it's getting cold now. It doesn't matter. No. Hot. Hot shower? Hot shower. Hot shower is always hot. Do you want your very own Chakuli? I would love one. You want to go spend your hard-earned money? Uh-huh. That's fine. Good for good for the Chakuli people. Yes. So you can go to Chakuli.com. Yes, you can. And then I believe there's a, a code. A code. 20% off code. You're only going to pay four 80%. Four-fifths of the price. You know what? I'm no longer calling it. 20% off. Yeah, gonna... I'm calling it 80% of retail. 80% off. <laughs> 80% of the manufacturer's retail suggested price. MRSP. 
Shakuli.com, goddammit. Get one. Get one. Get one out. Uh, j- just BBB20. Yeah, BBB20. Okay. Yes, only pay 80%. Yes. <laughs> Sounds cooler, right? Sounds better. Yeah. Like, dude, 20%, you're like, really? That's like two bucks right. on like 10. Like, oh, big fucking deal, right? Like, yeah. it's not even shipping. But no, man, it's 80%. Uh-huh. You only pay 80%. I know. Sounds awesome. Well, it sounds awesome unless you're Greek. <laughs> I know. Then don't use our code. Just go to, to Shakuli.com. So Crates is rolling over in his grave. <laughs> <laughs> Books, beer, and bullshit. Appeasing everybody, even the Greeks. Even the Greeks. Keeping it real. <laughs> keeping it Greek. <laughs> keeping Painful it, press. Keeping it grape leaf. It's a spot. Spot. There you go. That must be German for shovel, huh? <laughs> Shovel and shit. I don't know. It's got a shovel on it. Let me see what kind of picture you're misconstruing for a shovel. <laughs> <laughs> it is indeed a shovel. Maybe it's spade. I got Maybe a great it's a, idea. A Let's start a beer company. <laughs> He's like a naked girl or maybe like a cool old Mexican guy in a suit. No, man. Let's use a shovel. <laughs> yeah, da shovel. Da shovel. Da shovel make das beer das gut. <laughs> Uh, they've only been around since 1397. I don't think women were uh, <laughs> invented yet. It was still a manly paradise. Yad, you got the nice shovel. <laughs> I would like to take that and turn my dirt. <laughs> I would like to turn my dirt and get sweaty <laughs> and drink a beer. Right, Heights, come on. I would like to shovel this beer into a grave where it belongs. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Spotten Oktoberfest imported. Spotten, year old. Enjoy. Enjoy it. Why so we can. don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> so, dude, man, I went to uh, the machine, the Pink Floyd cover band. Oh, that sounds so exciting. It was. It truly was. You should have seen the excitement in the crowd. Uh-huh. No, I'm serious. Was there was there stage diving at the machine? No, there was not. There was much smoke and lights. Uh-huh. But, dude, the way these people were acting, you would think they were going to see the actual Pink Floyd. Uh-huh. Or at the very least, the actual Roger Waters. Right. Everybody's cell phone was up taking videos. <laughs> and I'm like, really, dude? It's a fucking cover band. I've seen tons of cover bands. I like to go see cover bands. Yeah. But I'm not like going like, holy shit, I went to go see The Machine. Right. They were fucking, co- I paid $4.50 for a ticket. Did you put the full concert up on YouTube? No, I did not. I'm sorry. I'm not putting up the machine bootleg. <laughs> bootleg machine. I'm not bootlegging bootleg the machine. The like, I'm like, really? I mean, people like freaking out. And you get such weird fucking people there, too. Yeah. Well, there were two bald trolls in front of us. <laughs> I swear to fucking God, dude. No lie. Yeah. These dudes were, were like, I would have to say every bit of 400 pounds. Uh-huh. Each. Each. Uh-huh. And they only were about three foot fucking seven. <laughs> I swear to fucking Christ, dude. I think their pant size was like a 5320. Oh, God. It was just ridiculous. And they're like rubbing each other's bald heads. I don't know if they were gay trolls or if they were just like so excited to see the machine they couldn't keep their hands off each other's sweaty head. I'm sexually confused now. I'm a sexually this is so confused. Concise. That was great. And then oh, I got to tell you about the. The guy with the llama jacket on. <laughs> There's this dude there, right? He looked like a Unabomber, right? <laughs> He's like a 1970s 
glasses, you know, like the big like <laughs> Coke, Coke uh, bottle ones. Uh, you know, like they're really fucking abandoned type shits. Yeah, man, right? Were they mirrored? No, no, they were like real, like just dark. actual glasses. Yeah. No, they weren't sunglasses. They oh, were glasses. oh, oh, oh. Okay. You know, like those big 1970s like bug fucking eyes. Fucking Andy Warhol type yeah, shits. Right? Yeah, yeah, right? So he's in there and he has his jacket on and it has llamas all over it, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, I guess it's like a fleece jacket, right? Say, he's got llamas, right? And he's wearing like Birkenstocks or something. Oh, and boy. like, because, dude, it's like 100 fucking degrees in this place <laughs> and you're wearing a llama jacket. So my wife goes over to talk to him, right? It's a nice llama jacket or whatever. <laughs> and he was all like, no, man, they're all Packers, man. They ain't llamas. <laughs> and it became like a whole thing. Whole thing. He, did he, he was royally upset. He was royally upset that it, it was llamas. It was like as if he was Scottish and he went up and said, hey, Irish dude. Yeah, nice, nice uh, Irish, Irish stuff. Yeah. Stuff. I am not Irish, you fucking Anyhow. Yeah. That was my trip to the machine. Oh, boy. Gay, fat trolls uh-huh. and a guy with a llama jacket. And everybody's oh. recording it like it's the real deal. Yeah, and people going crazy as if it's the real did thing. Did you go on YouTube later and like look at all the machine videos from your No, concert? no, I did not. It's just not even. I just, you know, I just figured, then, you know what, if I did that, yeah, you'd be there's a chance it. I might come across like the actual troll guys. Uh-huh. And then like, then it would all be an issue. I see. That's, That's cool. beautiful. $7.50 Bud Lights in Trolls. <laughs> alpacas. Good thing I would pay like next to nothing for Is the there a difference between an alpaca? What's the difference? Do you know? Yeah. Well, one's in one place and the other's in the other, I guess. <laughs> alpacas <laughs> are like South American like, yeah. llamas. South American llamas. And llamas are like the Valley of Africa llamas. I have no idea. Oh, okay. I, I don't know, man. Okay. They look different. They do? But they're the same. Who cares? One's silky, one's like they both silkier, fit. I guess, man. What would you'd have to go ask the wild man the guy? <laughs> live action. <laughs> that guy's great. You ever watch him yet? I, I saw him a few times. I love that guy. The best is his little buddy Ernie. Yeah. <laughs> he just stands away from the danger. Goes, look out, Ernie! <laughs> oh God! And then he always has to name the thing. Oh, he fought a, ma- uh, a llama. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I call him baby llama mama. <laughs> <laughs> He's always going to name him stupid shit and yeah. lock himself in a room with it. And then the guy outside is going to be like, Ernie, you okay in there? <laughs> yeah. oh, I don't think you should have gone in there, Ernie. <laughs> oh, good God, Jesus. And then we got to cut the commercial and come back. Ernie, get you out of there. <laughs> Love acting. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I hate about those shows? What? They're fake. Is it- Besides them being fake, <laughs> yeah. is they cut away, like, as if to build drama. Oh, yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. dude, you think he's going to come out of there with the Elvis the alligator? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> the best is he goes to Texas, and he's doing just these typical Texas, you know, tourist things. Oh, let me go get a cowboy hat made. Yeah, and, of yeah, course, yeah. he's getting a cowboy hat made, and they just happen to have a rattlesnake problem as he's there. Yeah. You know? So I'll take care of this for you. Ooh, live action. <laughs> <laughs> then he goes to, uh, I think, like a football thing, and there just happens to be a raccoon riding, running around in the locker room. And oh, yeah. Live action. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's just on it. Dude, I, I really, like, I, I'm getting to be like a reality show hater. Yes. I Like, I can't even deal with just like how just straight up scripted it is. Oh, yeah. You once can't... you start, yeah, once you start seeing the little production things, or like you said, the little cuts and the little breaks and the, yeah, you know, they get this guy's reaction where, he could have just all of a sudden had a case of diarrhea, and they happened to catch that. 
Right. And then they use that reaction shot to this other thing and Right. Even like like Duck Dynasty, that's all like all scripted up to yeah. I or mean those it's just... damn uh the hell the storage war shows. Those are Oh yeah, I can't even run. Those are so so set up. Reality TV has just suffered. Yeah, it's amazing. They're like that... sitcoms. They're like poorly scripted sitcoms. Well the thing that gets me now is like the big one that annoys me is the fucking Amish mafia. Oh, I, where, I just, I just, re- like, I just refuse. Like, I, yeah, I too. But people really believe that that's that goes on, and I'm like, I, not even that's just complete horseshit. Yeah. Or the other great one is now with this fucking Discovery Channel likes to pull this shit. Yeah. With fake documentaries. Yeah, yeah. Where yeah. they present it completely real with a mermaid. You don't know how many people. Oh yeah, yeah. They got dead, all like dead serious. They found mermaids, dude. I yeah. saw. I'm like, are you? Are you fucking kidding me oh, what was that one they show with the mega shark or whatever yeah the megalodon oh the mega the dinosaur show are you an idiot are you yeah. a fucking idiot you sat there you watched that and you came away thinking this is real yeah that drives me nuts that that totally does like discovery, and especially discovery discovery like, channel should have like that's pretty irresponsible they should launch another channel yeah and just call it discovery mockumentaries well i don't think there's anything real on discovery anymore the way i no. see shows on there but no really when was the last time there was like a real game like, shows and reality bullshit and yeah. fake documentaries it is all reality. now that i'm thinking about it yeah, that is yeah. all reality yeah. shows and that's why i say like i find that especially that the fake mockumentaries like completely irresponsible of discovery to put like right put that shit on understand like a certain credibility a certain nature channel right flair to that channel so when they see it on there they you know if it was on sci-fi, you're probably gonna you're still gonna get idiots, but you're gonna well, get only course, half. Yeah. But that it's on the Discovery Channel, I think that bumps up the idiot factor. Yeah, dude, Discovery Channel has gone downhill. Science Channel, National Geographic. Yeah, that's where I live. That is where I live now yeah. too. Now mm-hmm. that I'm thinking about yep. it, wow, I can't <laughs> believe how badly that fucking channel has gone downhill. Uh huh. Thanks for opening up my eyes. You're welcome. I never really thought about it because I don't watch like a whole lot of TV yeah. since. Yeah. So anyway, what else we got? Well, we were gonna do some more Yahoo answers, right? But our last of top ruler once again, we need a new angle because the questions just keep getting. I said something about what do you do with a I don't know three pound vagina or I don't know some crazy. Oh, it's just and like it, it was flagged out, summarily tossed. Oh, wow, I and can't believe that. <laughs> I can, but the guy, the guy with the with the cross eyed jerking off on his iPad, he was all good to go. Yeah, I, I can't believe the way uh, we get bounced and all the other crap is uh, still there. Yeah. Oh, check this out. I don't know if we ever went over this, but I answered one that said, I have been having heavy headaches and stinging pain in the back of my head. And a CAT scan two months ago was fine and the blood work is all good. And like all this TMJ nonsense and uh-huh. all this acid reflux and blah, blah, blah. So I answered, you have cancer of the adrenal gland. Oh, I remember this. You mentioned this on the show. Right. And, uh, yes, I got one vote. I was the best. I was the only one who answered. Uh-huh. So I was the best answer. Awesome. Good for you. I'm proud of you. Yes. Did the, the guy best. follow it up like an oh shit? No. No? No. Nothing Just else. hooray for adrenal cancer? Yeah. It's like no one else answered. So, hey. Good for you, man. Proud of you. I'm good. Guy was had his mind blocked. I told me to dread sperm back up and go jerk off and feel better. He said, holy shit, it worked. That's right. Dr. <laughs> Jeff on the case. <laughs> Would you like to tell somebody else this evening that they have adrenal cancer? No, no, no it only works once. <laughs> so what do you want to do? You want to you want to ask another question? All right, this is going to be it. This is the last our last crack at it. Okay. All right, after this, we're going to give up. 
And this is only because we did get a very positive response on the on the bit. Yeah, someone actually liked it. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay, my question I'm posing. Draven Star, would you hit that? Additional details. Everyone's favorite Doom Doll model. The debate rages on. Would you tap that like an all night kegger or what? That's that's a good question. Right? Like it's not like it's not obscene too much. No. Not no. like our usual labels right. of obscenity. Could, Should I put that under pregnancy and parenting? Yeah, sure, why not? That's probably how they get fucking tossed out. Pregnancy and parenting trying to conceive. Yeah. Submit. That's sure to get thrown out now. <laughs> All right, go ahead. I think I think that's our problem. Miscategorization. <laughs> Miscategorization. <laughs> go ahead. I'm having a purple discharge from my anal vent. What's up with that? Not duck vent. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Okay. What's up with Any that? Any additional information to add to this question that might help the good folks of Yahoo Answers? I'm not okay. eating grapes or purple drank. All right. Um. Having a purple discharge from my anal vent. What's up with that? What's up with that? Additional details? <laughs> I'm not eating. I'm not eating grapes or purple drink, you heard? <laughs> That's good. I like it just like that. Uh, women's health? <laughs> health, disease, and conditions, STDs? Men's health? Men's health. Men's health. Proper categorization. Yes, let's try it proper. Like, so there's nothing to be offended by that. There really shouldn't be. Let's see if we get any takers. We'll see what happens. Tune in. Tune in. Find out. Next episode, Books, Beer, and Bong Chong. <laughs> <laughs> so, anything else? I haven't much more than that. Any uh, predictions on the World Series? Yes. Go ahead. One of those two teams is going to win. By a lot. I don't know about that. No? No. By a little? Yeah. One team will win by a little. One one team will win by a little. One team will score more runs than the other. Absolutely, that's going to happen for sure. You know how I think they should do the World Series? How should they do it? They one shouldn't off? do it. No, they shouldn't do it by games. One off, eighteen innings. No. Okay. You play your seven, nine inning. Okay. Things right. Yeah. yeah. But it's cumulative. Uh huh. After the first nine innings, yeah. the game's over. Yeah. But game two starts at the same at that score again. Okay. So whoever wins scores the most runs over oh, okay. so seven games. A 10-0 blowout, and then the next four games, the other team wins one nothing. Yeah. And but only... they wouldn't actually win. Right. I see. Right. That's different. I just think it would be more interesting. I think the purists would hate you. I'm sure they would, but yeah. I don't care about Puritans. Are you a progressive? I'm a progressive <laughs> baseball watcher. Guy. Policy. Yeah, you know, I, I really... Truly, don't care for Do the Puritan maybe? politics of baseball. I mean, it's a game. Are you Fuck for, over it? Are you for landmines in the outfield? Yes, and shotguns for the outfielders. Shotguns for the outfielders, and so much as oh, if they hit one over your head, you could shoot the ball out. Shoot of the, the ball out of the air back into the park. Like yeah. adding skeet shooting. Yes, ball oh, skeet skeet. Yes, yeah, so you have out. like two guys. Uh-huh. You put like two extra guys on the team, right? Uh-huh. You put one in a little like raised platform in uh-huh. right field, the other one in left field. Okay. And if it looks like it's going out of the park, you blaze away at it. <laughs> <laughs> I could get behind that. You know? do, you, do you believe there should be a robot pitcher, one single robot pitcher yes. that pitches against both teams? Yes, there should be. And he can only throw strikes. He can't fool it up. No. Nope. Fastballs? Four fouls and you're out. He can only throw strikes. Uh-huh. You know, it could change the speed and the curve and everything else. But it has to be for but a strike. it has to be for a strike. What if he can throw balls, 
but you have to swing at everything. Sure. <laughs> I'm with that. I'm with that. You That's a better idea. This yes. way, even in like the little leagues, when you're learning how, like, you know, coach, like, you don't have to swing at everything. No, you so have, have to, to swing at everything. Dude, you got to swing at everything. Yes. Yeah. And, and I got, get this one. If you don't swing at a pitch, you blow up. No, the mascot gets to come <laughs> out. The other team's mascot gets to come out and bludgeon you in the back of the legs. That'd be good. Like a Nancy I'm Kerrigan. I'm all for that. Yeah. I like that idea. You know what I, else I think they should do? What? When you commit an error. Yeah. It should be like Nickelodeon. A green slime should like fall on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be pretty good. Slime gun. He can either Nancy Kerrigan the batter or he can run out and shoot you with a slime gun in the yeah. face. Okay, so we got landmines in the outfield. Shotguns in the stands. Shotguns. Wait, for the stands? The fans get to shoot the ball at it? Or no, the guys in the stands. The outfielders. Right, but the home team has an advantage then, sick. Oh, you adding a 10th player? A skeet shooter in the... In the <laughs> yes. Up on the, like, the... Uh, on the perch. On the facade? Yes. He's okay. A, He's up on the he's little... He's the 10th man. He's the 10th man. <laughs> okay. Adding a new position. Right. There's no designated... Skeet shooter. No designated hitter because you got a robot pitching to both teams. Right. Yeah, yeah. So you have a designated only robot. Strikes. Only strikes. And it can only throw strikes. You have to swing at everything. Everything. And four fouls and you're out. Four fouls and you're out. If you don't swing, you get beat in the back of the legs. If right. If you commit an error in the field, you get shot in the face with slime. Right. That's a good game. <laughs> <laughs> you know what else I think they should do? What's that? You should be able to like hit the guy with the balls and out. If you hit the runner with the ball, oh, you just throw out. it at him. <laughs> yeah, Wail well it at him. <laughs> I yeah. like that too. And like other, I like that too. And the other guys could uh, block you from getting onto base. Uh huh. Like let's say like you bloop one into right field. Right? Okay. So the right fielder comes in. Right. Because the skeet shooter missed the ball. <laughs> no, because it was a bloop, so he doesn't have to shoot it. Okay. He can the, the skeet shooter can only shoot the ball after it clears the fence. Only if it's going to be yeah. Only if he thinks it's going to be a home run. <laughs> well, what if he thinks the oh, well? If it's close, you just shoot it. You know, yeah. What yeah. if it was John Sterling? That guy to be shooting a fucking <laughs> yeah. foul ball behind first plate. Well, then uh, then he wouldn't be a professional baseball no, shooter. No, no, no. See, okay, so okay, like, so the guy at first base, he can't like grab you, okay, but like he could push you out of the base, you know, like, uh huh, you know, like in football where uh -huh. you can't hold but you uh -huh. can block, uh huh, and then the guy, the right fielder, could like throw the ball at you and you're out, okay. Just what about it. you can go for a triple, but the shortstop's allowed to karate chop you in the neck? Of course, <laughs> that goes without saying. That's all part of the blocking scheme. Uh huh. Uh -huh. You just can't hold. No holding. Karate no holding. chops to the neck. That's but only on yeah. a on an attempt of a triple while rounding, and it, it's just only a shortstop can do it. Right. Yeah. Rounding second. Yeah. On your way to third, shortstop is allowed. <coughs> it's almost like when they pitch and, they, you know, you swing and a miss, but the catcher drops the ball, you're allowed to run it first. Right. You can go for a triple, but the shortstop's allowed to try to give you a karate chop yeah. to the neck. Uh, of course, tripping's allowed, all that. That's all <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, obviously. You know. Yeah. But the, you know what? To make it fair, yeah. the bases would be a little shorter. Like the base base path, the distance from home, yeah, yeah, to like first and second, and third seven and such. Feet. No man, <laughs> we're just bringing in like a little bit, just to make it competitive. Oh, all right. So because otherwise, like you know, you'll never get there because everybody will be blocking. All right, we'll you. bring them in five feet. Yeah, five feet. And but you have about... designated areas, right? Yeah. You went on the field. Yeah, you have designated areas. And you got to wear a shock collar on your scrote. Uh -huh. And if you go outside of your designated area, it goes off. And how you about, get a shot to the balls. How about we had bonus bases? Like That'd you could run to first or mm -hmm. you could choose to run to, to 1A. Yeah, and good that's, idea. That's like, that's like in the, in like the, the bullpen. <laughs> there you go. How about you just keep going around? Right. 
and you gotta like it's almost like a like, hiding thing. If you if you score at home, yeah, right, you have to now go back to first. <laughs> just keep going. Once you're on base, you're on base. You're on base, man. <laughs> just keep going until <laughs> you get till you get out. <laughs> Which is getting karate chopped to the throat, having a ball pegged at you, or getting tripped up and blowing up, up on a landmine. Right. All right. Or if the skeet shooter, the tenth player at Deadfield, accidentally tries to shoot a home run ball at guy, but instead blows your brains out. Well, that'd be kind of, you know, he's just using bird shot. <laughs> hey, they're not only going to be fucking winners. Someone's going to, you know, if you're the game. skeet shooter for the Pirates, you know, you're not really the most yeah. competitive skeet shooter there is. <laughs> no. Like the Mr. Magoo of skeet shooters. <laughs> Probably the same rules could apply to golf. <laughs> Watch gonna, those ratings skyrocket. <laughs> it's gonna be a skeet shooter and golf, huh? Yeah, like five or six of them, man. Them guys shoot hit that ball far. It's uh, a little tiny ball, uh-huh. so you're gonna need like a like a battery. I would, I drop like, sand, like to don't do away with the sand traps. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Just have wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Instead of Yahoo Answers, we can make reinventing the sport a new segment on Bookspear bullshit. So on the next episode of Bookspear bullshit, we're gonna reinvent golf. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> All right, constant listeners. <laughs> you heard it here first, second, third, and tenth base. Keep it going. Adieu. Hashtag book spear bullshit. Hashtag BBBS. <laughs> hashtag BBBS show. Hashtag book spear and blog shit. Uh-huh, hashtag uh-huh. Mr. Jeff. Hashtag Mr. Frank. Hashtag dank. Hashtag stank. Hashtag oil. Hashtag bad beer. Hashtag. Hashtag. <laughs>